Welcome everyone to the Russell Show. I'm your host Russell Chaudhary. Can't wait to jump into this podcast episode. Episode number 142, we have a special guest, Lawrence Bejer. So in this episode, we are discussing with Lawrence the topic of how to make a living with poetry. So Lawrence is going to show us like how he makes a living just doing a poetry. So don't forget to subscribe, leave your review on our podcast. Let's dive in. Hi Larry, thank you so much for joining me in this podcast episode. Really appreciate it. How are you today? Doing good, Russell. Doing good. Yeah, that's great. Thanks for your time for joining me in this podcast episode. So yeah, we're going to have like conversation about how you built your business and the career you have right now. So before you into that, like love to know more about your like uh, what you actually be like when you was on a childhood like you wanted to be a business owner like or something else. Well, when I was a child, I started my sales career at six years old, mm-hmm. helping my father with his direct marketing businesses. That's where I first learned to sell. And I actually wanted to be a chef at the time. My, my grandfather was a master baker. Right. My father had run a candy shop. And so I wanted to uh, continue the family tradition to be a chef. But I ended up in a couple of car accidents and couldn't literally stand to be in the kitchen. Mm. Uh, you can't work in a kitchen environment in a wheelchair. Yeah. Uh, so I had to give that up and go back into selling. I've sold everything from toner to toothpaste and applesauce to oil wells. Mm-hmm. For the past uh, 23 years or so, I've sold books. They, yep, that's great. And it's been going pretty well. I also help people develop their own t- businesses and go for their dreams. I call myself a success coach. Yeah. So, so how, how did you come up with the like idea of like starting the new business where you help other people like uh, they can build their businesses? Well, I had a lot of people going up to me and saying, how did you do that? <laughs> so I figured I'd make a business telling them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about your journey, like building your business. What's the obstacle that you had to go through in terms of like uh, being who you are right now? What was it like, like starting a business? Well, it's, it was a little difficult because I had to do half of my business startup from the hospital. Mm. I spent a year in a deep depression after I lost my job as an oil and gas broker. And I wrote my first book on the hospital. That's how I got out of it. And that started my writing career. Before that, I was in telemarketing. I was in direct sales. I was scooping ice cream at Baskin Robbins. <laughs> I was, uh, I actually did work as a chef for a couple of months. I was uh, third in command of the kitchen. I did the ice carvings, the fruit work, and some other stuff, but I had to leave that and get back into sales. Yeah. So that's how I started my business. It's not easy to things to do, like while you're in a hospital and writing your own books yeah. and <laughs> creating a business for yourself. I congratulate with you. Like, uh, it's not easy task to do. So writing a book from a hospital, how, how did you come up with it? Like people are like in a sad, they probably are worrying depression that moment because they are not well themselves. Mm-hmm. And you're writing your book. How did you come up with the mindset? Like, I need to do something positive. Well... After a year of depression, I happened to see a piece of an episode of the late Rush Limbaugh's show. 
and he was talking this was back during the clinton era i'm a little older mm-hmm. and he was talking about how nobody in america could save any money anymore it was done and i had just been working for an oil and gas broker so i had some financial savvy and i got upset i started telling my nurse who was helping me through the depression all about how i could come up with 36 ideas or more to come into a at least two thousand dollars a year and how to make an effort to end your life and i'll never forget this the nurse told me that night he says larry you've been depressed for a year and wanted to die now you've got a passion and you want to live i'm going to break protocol and get you a pen and a piece of paper you're going <laughs> to write it out that's how i started my writing career two months later i had the book and was headed to la to find an agent <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's that's great. Like it, it took you like a two months to write the whole book. Yeah, yeah. And what was the book about? It was thirty. It was a little bit about sales, a little bit about my life, but basically it was thirty six ideas on how to save two thousand dollars a year. Okay. It it was set in uh, the U.S. dollar because I'm in the United States, but it will work worldwide. Yeah. Unfortunately, the book is out of print, but I do still have some copies. Yeah, that's that's a great. So yeah, then you come up with the come out from the hospital like you writing your second book. What was your like a second book was? Well, my second book has a little bit of a twist to it. So, I found an agent when I got the first book out, mm-hmm. and they suggested I self-publish rather than go through a publisher because it would really get it out faster and guarantee it would get out rather than going through the uh, stuff to put book proposals and whatnot to get in it uh, to get it out there so I self-published it and he suggested I go to a poetry reading All right to improve my skills now a lot of people don't realize this but when you're uh, doing poetry you're getting bookings for speaking events you're getting bookings for uh, book sales you're getting bookings for distribution worldwide you're getting bookings for uh credit card payments there's a lot involved that people don't realize that poetry is a business mm. i have a friend who calls it the multi-million dollar poetry industry and it really is yeah so i've been doing that for 23 years i made a living at it i've bought a house i bought a car <laughs> yeah yeah so you've been helping like other poets like write books and grow their business how do you go about that like how do you help them well i have a six-step process i take my clients through uh it's not just poets i also work with comics screenwriters producers uh business people and Mm -hmm. i have a six-step process i take them through first step is concept we get absolutely crystal clear on what you want to do and what it's going to take to do that yeah yeah. Would you like to share like a few of them steps so our audience can understand it? Sure. Well, let's say the first step is you want to be a professional poet. Well, the first thing you got to do is write enough poems to get a professional in. Mm-hmm. Then you got to decide whether you want to be a performance poet or a page poet. Do you want to write books or do you want to go on the stage? Right. You know, if you go on stage, you get you uh, do it like a speaker. You get bookings as a professional speaker and they pay you just like a professional speaker. So yeah, it is fairly lucrative. 
but that's the first thing you got to do. Then you got to write at least 100 poems. Mm. I say 100 poems because the average book that sits on a shelf has to be at least 100 pages or you can't print the spine. It's not thick enough. Right. So you have to write 100 poems to put in the book. Or you have to have 100 poems to perform. Now, I have a technique that lets me write poems within 30 seconds or less based on titles called out by the audience. Sometimes I teach that technique. Sometimes uh, my clients want to be page poets and actually write. So I have organizations where I send them to uh, get training as writing. I don't believe in colleges simply because you can go to one college, pay them thousands and thousands of dollars for a master's of finance degree, or you can go to an organization where all the teachers from all those colleges hang out, go for $20 a year, and in the five years, you've got the same education that you only paid 20 bucks for. <laughs> yeah, totally makes sense. So yeah, uh, being a poem uh, poet on writing a poems, a lot of people are thinking like this is not like a lucrative career path or something. And you just saying like if you're living out of here, you brought your house and everything. Mm -hmm. So how someone can get into like that kind of profession, like they probably have the passion for it and they never thought like someone can actually do it. Right. It's, it depends on what you want to do. There are all kinds of uh, opportunities to get into it. Mm -hmm. Just all you really have to do is Google how to make a living from poetry or contact me. I'll help you to take it through. Yeah, and that's, that's great. And you know, those like a books they print out, is it have to be all physical or like it could be like a Kindle or like a digital format? Digital format, uh, print format. I use print format because I'm a little old fashioned. I like when I say a book, I mean a physical book, but yeah. you can just as easily do an ebook, an audio book. In fact, I just did an audio book with a friend of mine who does audio and uh, voice recording editing mm. he actually works on people and helps them do their audiobooks for uh various places and he's got all the equipment to do the sound engineering he's got all the equipment to do all uh, the development of the quality for distribution we've already yeah. sold three audiobooks on audible so it's going well yeah and uh yeah, a lot of people are going to like on Audible right now, like uh, because you just put your headphones on, you can drive or put it on your car, you can do jogging, running, whatever you're doing, and just listening to the, the book. And I, I've been doing that, like I stopped reading paper book, although I have some, but last couple of years, I'm just listening to all of the audiobooks. It's so much time. Uh, like you can do uh, anything like you go for a jog and you just listen to it like on your headphones and makes it so much easier and you can gain knowledge so much easy so those who's listening larry if if anyone's as an entrepreneur and they want to write their book do you think like they consider as being poetry or like write a poem or they can do like their biography their story which one works better uh, biography, story, poems, it doesn't really matter. It's however you want to write your story. It's mm. your story. So however works best for you. You know, I always say 
that Webster's Dictionary defines a poem as a story that evokes a feeling. If you do it as a biography and it evokes a feeling, it is a poem. If you do it as a poem, it evokes a feeling, it is a poem. If you do it as a list and it evokes a feeling, it is a poem. So, Yeah, yeah, it totally makes sense. Like a lot of people right now, it's a personal branding right now because all of them, businesswoman, uh, businessman, they focusing on creating something so they can do public speaking, they can get other gigs, they can create authority on their expertise. So having like a kind of book, either could be a poem or biography or whatever they feel like they used to be. So do you think like creating a publishing a book, do you need any kind of big amount of capital or like a small amount, let's say a couple of thousand or five thousand dollars will be enough to create a book? One copy is printable for like ten dollars. You is a system called print on demand. You print one copy at a time. Mm -hmm. As long as you have one copy, you have a book. If you want to print thousands of copies, you can have thousands of books. I would start with one book, one copy. This way you have it in your hands. You can say, I did a book. Right. When you do that, you can now go to producers, publishers, agents, and the general bookstores and the general public and say, I have a book out. I'm going to be releasing copies on such and such a date. Will you come? Will you buy them and whatnot? Mm -hmm. That's one of the things I teach my clients. Use print on demand services if you can, if you self-publish, if you go with a publisher, yeah. make sure they will do print a run as many as you can sell. And if you do it with a publisher, be prepared to do the marketing. They will ask you to do signings. They will ask you to do uh, public appearances. They will ask you to travel a little bit. It's not just on Zoom anymore. They do want you live. Right. Yeah, that's that's great. So yeah, Larry, we're coming to end of this podcast. So those who's listening, if anyone wants to learn more about your program, how you can coach them or help them in a way or get some advice from you, what's the best place to find you? I'm available on LinkedIn. I believe in the show notes, you'll have my contact information. And I'm open to anyone, anytime. My normal business hours are 3 to 5 a.m. Eastern Development, Eastern Daylight Time. Yeah. And then 11 to 2, 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. And then 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. So you can call me 24-7 and I'll answer during one of those times. Yeah, that's great. Thank you so much, Larry, for your sharing like how someone can be a poem and then create a living out of it. Uh, I really appreciate it for you being here. So I wish you best of luck with your career and your life. And thanks for coming. Best of luck to you too, Reza. Thank you. So that's a wrap, guys. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I hope it bring you some value for your life. So those who are listening, if anyone is trying to... Reaching out to Larry, go visit his website. Also, reach out to him in his social media platform. And I'm going to leave all of them links on the podcast. So, yeah, until then, I'll talk to you in the next episode. Take care.